Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Thursday, July 6th. This is episode number 205. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Hey, Rod, going good. Still got a couple weeks till training camp, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good thing. We, I mean, we need something to start happening. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a little bleak right now. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and we we will talk about how bleak it is, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> there's not much else to talk about. So, um, yeah, um, let's just uh, let's talk beverages briefly here. I know you're probably not drinking anything real exciting, are you, Jeff? No, just water. Um, I think I've had this on the show before. I just um, we were talking uh. We were talking peaches, so I grabbed the uh, peaches and cream, urban artifacts, nitro fruit tart. Um, I probably had this like a month ago on the show, but yeah. some summary. Nice. Just uh, kind of tastes good. So yeah. I'm enjoying that this evening. <laughs> and uh, actually, I think it's about half gone. But uh, but yes, um, you, you have to drink those summer drinks while it's summer. Otherwise, That's right. you know, your your fridge is still full of summer drinks and you get into the fall when you're wanting to reach for something a little darker. And you're like, man, what did I buy all this stuff for? Well, and, and I got to tell you, I, I, I kind of panicked um, the other day when uh, your wife texted mine that your refrigerator had died. I was thinking it was your beer fridge that had died. No, no uh, chance of that. I mean, that would have been that would have been a real holocaust compared to, you know, just losing a little bit of food. Big deal, right? Yeah, there, there's no chance of that. Um, we were talking about that. <laughs> and the uh, the beer fridge is, um, you know, I'm going to knock on wood through this whole conversation. But uh, but the beer fridge is uh, is, a, is a general electric and it came with the first house I bought. So wow. it, it was there that that refrigerator was was uh was made in 1984 i, I believe i might be off by a couple of years but it was made in the 80s yeah 84 87 yeah. something like that so yeah. and and it's it's still it's still going i've been through probably five other kitchen refrigerators and that one's still going <laughs> wow now now like yeah. i told some other people i don't want to know how much that one's costing me to run right yeah 
probably uses <laughs> as much electricity as five of today's refrigerators. It probably does, yeah, but yeah. it does its job, and what are you going to do, you know? I got a, I got one of those old fridges years ago that um, a guy gave me that, you know, it had the, the latch handle. You know, you had to kind of pull out on it to get it to release and, and open yeah. up. You know, back before the, the laws about locking kids in refrigerators and stuff. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. yeah, so this guy gave me this refrigerator, and I said, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll put it in my garage and keep stuff cold in it, right? This is before I had the tapper, and, and mm-hmm. uh, I plugged that thing in, and the next month, my electric bill went up like $30. <laughs> 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 that thing's going out to the curb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. I've been using that that uh, that fridge in the garage for a long time, so I really don't know what it costs. So. Right. Maybe, yeah. And of course, refrigerators are not all that inexpensive right now. So, um, right, right. I could, I could buy a new one. I'm probably going to spend five hundred dollars on it, though. So, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you know, I may be spending that in electricity in a year. Thing <laughs> out there, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> might be worth looking into. But, um, but yeah, that one's still, that one's still working, doing its job. So, um, but yeah, um, we got home from being out of town and our kitchen refrigerator shot and we uh we we literally filled a cooler full of the stuff we thought was still salvageable and we we drove over to my in-laws to to throw some of it in their uh into their freezer Uh, you know after we had put a couple things in the garage freezer that, that we could fit and while we were driving over there we were uh i was driving and and Kristen was on the internet looking at who had sales and and what the top five brand of refrigerators were and kind of figuring out what size we wanted. And we, we yeah. walked into Lowe's about a half hour later and made our selection in about ten minutes and and we just moved on. <laughs> it's it's and they the fastest it the next day. And they delivered it the next day. It's the fastest I I have ever made a decision like that. Now Kirsten right. was com- comfortable making a decision that quickly. You know, I normally am not, but, um, you know, fortunately, Lowe's had a sale. The refrigerator we got was like $600 off. Uh-huh. So it made it a little bit easier. Wow. But anyways, you know, yeah. Life, go- yeah. life goes on, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. It stunk. The timing stunk, uh, you know, especially what we have going on this weekend because that refrigerator we got rid of was a uh, – 30 cubic foot and we bought i think a 24 cubic foot right but not nearly as much room not not as much but, yeah. but i think we're gonna end up probably leaving that one with the house when we downsize eventually so right yeah um but you know you uh you gained a little kitchen square footage we gained some uh, some kitchen square footage yeah it definitely <laughs> looks better in the kitchen right um the fun part was when when the guys came well, well, you know, when when I'm buying the refrigerator, the guy's like, do you want the old one hauled away? And I'm like, he goes, it's $50 to haul the old one away. I'm like, oh, yeah. Best money ever spent. Best money ever spent. And, and when these two guys came into the kitchen, first guy came in and he looks, he goes, that's the biggest refrigerator I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's looking at the hallway. He goes, how do we get it out? I yeah. said, well. I said, I had to help the guys get it in. I said, you're going to have to take all the drawers out and and both of the doors off. Yeah. And and they were probably there 45 minutes taking it all apart. Wow. Um, And then 
the two guys were not that big, so they could they could barely pick the thing up with their strap. <laughs> they they struggled to get it out. They really did. But um, but it's gone. So uh, you know, fifty bucks. Hey, fifty bucks is fifty. Right. Bucks. So, hey. These guys will be telling their grandkids about the time they moved a walk-in cooler. Yeah, <laughs> it was big. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, um, that that was a little bit of excitement here. Yeah. So, wow. So let, Can you tell let, we're trying to fill a slow week? <laughs> yeah, we do have a little bit of Browns news. So, um, so Browns, uh, the Browns signed Vicarious uh, Bopeet Keys, yeah. a cornerback, six one two o two. And to make space on the roster, they waived Dawson Deaton with an injury designation. Um, shout out with some sadness to to Menachem Ikevitz. Um Menachem, we know that was your guy, Dawson Deaton. Um, honestly, you know, before um, you know before the draft, um, you know, I, I really thought that Dawson Deaton had a good shot at making the team. Right. But I, I honestly don't know what his injury issue was, but it must have been something. Well, I think he tore an ACL last year and, and, and just hasn't recovered from it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. good good piece of luck for Menachem that he picked him as, you know, that draft pick. But Dawson Deaton apparently has had zero luck out of his own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hopefully, uh, I mean, hopefully he recovers from that and you don't know what it means for his career, he, you know, mm-hmm. if he's going to get another shot down the road, you know, once he recovers from that. But uh, right. but the Browns, Browns add a, add a depth linebacker or a depth uh, uh, corner and, um, you know, 6-1-2-0-2. I, I don't think Keyes has uh, really played much since. Well, I don't think he played at all last year. Mm-hmm. Um he played a few games, I think, over the last couple of seasons. Last year. Yeah, yeah, I think he played more in a, 20 and 21. Um, yeah. He's been a practice squad guy. Yeah, know, practice squad guy. Yeah, so, um, but, you know, he, he fits that profile, that size profile that the Browns are yeah. trying to, you know, right. get more corners that are a little bit bigger, um, right. which just works in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, what can you say? It's a, You know, it's a move that uh, um, the Browns uh, – you know, it, it's not going to dramatically affect the uh, the 53-man roster or anything. But, um, right. well, you know, we know you can never have too many quality cornerbacks. That's right. That's right. And you, you bring a guy in with, uh, you know, with that size and stuff, and you just you see what he can do. Right. Yep. So um, I did see uh, I did see a quote uh a quote or a story about uh, David and Joku saying that um, he he is seeking a quote unquote Mahomes Kelsey relationship with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So I, want, I just want to get your thoughts on that. I guess there's a, there's a couple ways to go with this. I mean, it's <laughs> it's great that he wants to be involved to that extent, but yeah. How do you how do you view that as far as you know um, the likelihood, the possibility that you know that 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 he can be that involved in the offense or or even rise to to a skill level? Um, I I don't know if I want to say skill level because uh, David Njoku 
is a tremendous athlete. Right. You know, I don't think you can question him as an athlete. No. But he's not Travis Kelsey um, as far as what he's been able to do on the football field so far. Um, but right. nobody Historically. Has. Yeah, nobody yeah. is. Um, yeah. Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey, and that's, you know, that's it. So, right. um, so I, I guess, just how, how do you see this? Well, are, are we are we talking about, you know, the, the, how do we define that? You know, I mean, um, are we talking about from a, a chemistry standpoint? I mean, I, that would that would certainly be the, the the right way to approach, you know, a quarterback, you know, number one tight end relationship is, you know, you mm-hmm. want that kind of chemistry where, you know, each guy knows where the other one's going to be at all times and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I think, you know, from that perspective it kind of makes sense to me that you know we want to have that kind of chemistry we want to have that kind of relationship um but you know in terms of of calling out you know the the best two of the best players in the league um and saying you know that that's my goal uh i guess you might as well have you know high goals for yourself um but but let's be a little bit more realistic about how you're going to measure that from a statistical standpoint. You know, I think, yeah, you know, David Njoku doesn't have to have, you know, 10 touchdowns or I don't know what Travis Kelsey had last season, um, you know, Probably to rise to that level, that, yeah. you know, if, if he's, if he's, if he's just on the same page with Deshaun Watson and, and, you know, can have some of that chemistry, um, that he can be a go-to guy. Um, you know, that that goes a long way toward um, being a number one tight end in this league, which, you know, I, I think he he started to establish himself that way last season. Um, but he just doesn't have enough of a track record to be putting himself in those kind of circles. Yeah, I, I really like what you're saying there as far as the, the chemistry. Yeah, because I, I think that's I definitely think that's what what you want and that's what he should be shooting for, because, you know, that that's a big part of the Mahomes Kelsey thing, um, you know, relationship. But the Mahomes Kelsey relationship is also that that Kelsey's the pretty much always the first guy Mahomes is looking for, too. And right. I don't know yeah. if that's I don't know if Njoku is going to rise to that level on this team. Um, yeah, you know, the, he's got probably got some guys to uh, jump over to get there. Um, right. Right. But uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think if you just look at it on the surface, the fact that he is looking to be involved and have a good relationship with the quarterback and, you know, wants to be an integral part of the team, you know, th- those are all good things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't don't have any issues with that, but uh, you know, tra- Travis Kelsey and Mahomes. Um, if if Watson and Njoku come come close, or you know, anywhere in the stratosphere of putting up numbers like those two guys do, then then the Browns are going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, yeah. Njoku doesn't lack for confidence. Um, you know, I think no. nobody has a higher opinion of of him than he has of himself. So. Um, Hopefully, you know, he can, and, you know, at least get partway to that goal. Um, that would be great for us. Um, I would I would love to see him firmly establish himself as a top 
five tight end in the league um, and justify the, the contract and so forth. Um, you know, we'll see. Yeah, and that's that's another thing. And I'm not going to pull up tight ends, you know, to look and see who did what last season. But, you know, there there have been, over the past several seasons, there have been, you know, guys who have been pretty darn good at playing tight end. But beyond Kelsey, that, that list kind of rotates season to season. There have right. not been a lot of guys who have been consistent. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys have had issues with injuries or just had down seasons. So it, it's it's kind of interesting because, um, you know, I, I've seen the headlines, you know, people picking Njoku to be a top 10 tight end this season, things like that. And honestly, that in this in the league right now, that's that's not that hard. Um, right. I mean, as stats wise, I'm not yeah. saying it's not an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's not that hard to to put up the numbers of an of a top ten tight end because finishing you know the tenth best numbers in the league as a tight end it probably not not all that uh, right. amazing. Really. Well, you have to look at the offensive philosophy component, right? I mean, um, you know, we, we know Kevin Stefanski likes to use tight ends, um, but is that how our offense is going to be structured this season. You know, our, our, there are an awful lot of places to spread the ball around to. So, you know, do we want to still be tight end heavy? I'm, I'm not sure that that's going to be our, our primary objective this year. You know, if you want to score yeah. a lot of points, it's got to be a little bit more vertical. And I, I mean, Joku can, can stretch the field. Don't get me wrong. As a, as a tight end, mm-hmm. you know, when he's, when he's in a mismatch. Right. But yeah, um, I just I'm hoping we're going to be a little bit more vertical to the wideouts this season than what we've seen recently. Yeah. So so uh, Casey, you know, um, th- um, did not have uh, Tyreek Hill last season. You know, we went right. to uh, went to the Dolphins. Um, yeah. So Travis Kelsey's numbers last year, 110 receptions, um, 1338 yards and 12 TDs. Yeah, um, and that's only his eighth consecutive thousand-yard receiving season. Mm. Um, yeah, high bar. It, it, it's a high bar. Yeah, I mean, but he's also again, he's a high usage guy in that in that offense, oh, he is. right? Yeah. Oh so, yeah. I mean, um, other than like Mark Andrews, I mean, how many other high usage tight ends are there in the league? You know, that are going to get that many yeah. attempts. You know, most I mean, guys I mean, are going to be four hundred. You know, not eight hundred. Yeah, I mean the the fewest receptions he's had in eight seasons is eighty three. I mean, you know that, and he's still you know thousand yards, thousand twenty five yards. So, um, mm-hmm. so if everybody knows what Travis Kelsey can do. So yeah, um, but yeah, it, it's it it's it's uh, pretty amazing when you actually look at the numbers, though. I just want to go back to the all bite no bark philosophy you know let's 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 not talk about what we're going to do let's let's just go out and do it yeah yeah i agree with you but um in that case let's hope that he was more talking about the um you know just the the relationship as far as connecting with watson yeah. and having yeah. that chemistry which, yeah which is great i'm in which, favor which of would that. be great yeah absolutely 
So uh, next question, has it ever been this quiet, Jeff? Typically, (laughs) typically there's something going on or we're waiting for, you know, we're waiting for some free agents to sign or we're waiting for for somebody to to re-sign or or an extension or something. Um, You know, stuff could still happen. But right now, um, you know, the, the Browns are in decent shape. So yeah. um, it just feels like, like, like we might not see anything happen until camp. Yeah. Um, and I just don't remember having this long of a stretch with, with pretty much nothing going on. And, and it's, I think in past off seasons, we had plenty of drama to carry us through, right? Um, mm-hmm. It was, you know, the Watson suspension and it was the Baker Wars before that. And, you know, there's always the, the, the OBJ stuff. There's always been some drama to talk about. And and this yeah. has been such a drama-free offseason. You know, just guys going to work and, you know, n- no really huge impact draft choices to talk about. Um, just good quality depth guys. Um, you know, we've got a really deep roster. We've got a lot of established star players now. Um, so, you know, there's just no drama, you know, I mean, and that's kind of a good thing. But, you know, unless you're trying to put together a podcast for two weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. For us. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that's a product of um, of having, you know, the same the same coach, the same general manager you know do you want to credit any of that to to having some stability and continuity in the franchise we're we're we're, yeah we're just we're kind of sticking our toe in you know continuity and stability but um that's kind of what it's starting to feel like right is that we have a, a decent organization that kind of knows what what they're doing and they're all sort of pulling in the same direction and you know all we, the only thing we don't really have yet is, is the results. You know, we don't have the, the consistent winning yet. Um, mm-hmm. But it feels like all the other pieces are in place now, and we don't have any other, you know, big issues that, that are rearing their head. You know, so that's all a good thing. That means, that, like I said, these guys can go into training camp in a couple of weeks and put their heads down and just go to work and not have any distractions. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would agree. So I, I put together a few statements, and and I just I just thought I'd do these kind of as as you know either just a statement or or an I you know I feel this way statement, and then I'll just let you give a, a true or false, and then we'll do a little explanation afterwards if you want. But, okay. Uh, yeah. But here's the first one, and I'm saying this for you, and then you okay. can say whether it's true or false. Okay. Um, uh, Free agents cuts 53 man roster. Um, I'm not too worried about any of that. Um, I'm pretty confident in where we are with this roster right now. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's true. Um, I mean, there's there's a couple of minor exceptions to that um, where I think the roster can get better at that point. But all in all, I'd, I'd be happy to to you know, go into week one with the group of guys that are on this team now. 
whoever the best 53 end up being. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you. Um, and saying that, um, and we, we've talked about this a little bit, but do deep down, do you, what kind of moves do you think are left? Do you think looking at things, do you think free agents, uh, any free agents are left or do you think it's just going to be the, um, you know, um, after cuts that the Browns might pick up a guy or two. Yeah. Those, those moving pieces toward the end of training camp are, you know, injury affects that, you know, guys that get hurt in the preseason games, who you have to replace, um, you know, there's, there's going to be guys that surprise you. There's going to be guys that disappoint you. Um, but all in all, you know, the question is, is, Will we find a number three running back? Um, do we need a number three running back? Um, <laughs> that guy has to be better than John Kelly and, and Hassan Hall, right? Yeah. Um, and the odds of that are, I don't know, I don't, I don't think great. Um, you know, the, the D tackle room is still a little thin. Um, but, you know, I think there's enough guys there that um, – they can come away with three or four really solid contributors. And we might be surprised at how the whole D line gets structured from a a numbers perspective. Anyway, there might be a lot more defensive ends than we expect. Um, Yeah. But um, yeah, all in all, I mean, you know, I I don't, I I saw something about, you know, I forget who a linebacker that, you know, well, this guy's going to fix our linebacker room. No, I, I don't. I don't think there's. We're going to find somebody at this stage in the game that's going to dramatically change our starting lineup. Yeah, I would agree with you. I want to. I want to throw out one thing just about the the third string running back, and you know, and, and we've talked about this a lot, but I just want to say this. I don't think. I don't think, um, I mean, it's been a long time since I've been worried about the running backs on this team. (laughs) I don't have any fear in the Browns being able to find a third running back. I mean, the Browns were at least four deep, you know, the past couple seasons. This team knows how how to find guys who can play running back. They can do it in their sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, if, If they add a guy to the roster... It's going to be because he can play. Yeah. So whoever's here is going to be able to do the work if there is any work to do as the third running back. Right. And the odds are there won't be. <laughs> there probably won't be. So yeah. Yeah. it'll be interesting. And it's fun to talk about because there aren't many other gaps on this team or, right. or questions on this team. But, yeah. you know, who, whoever gets that spot. You know, whether it's, you know, whether they carry three or four running backs, you know, depending on who they feel can help most on special teams and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, it's going to be guys who can play. They'll, they'll have roles for them. It, it's not going to be, oh, I hope this guy's good. You know, yeah, and, and even worst case scenario, you get into the season and need to go find a guy there. I think the NFL has proven over and over and over that that you can find guys, like you said, that, that will contribute even in a playoff type atmosphere. You can find guys at the end of your bench that can contribute in that role. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, Jeff, I, I just think about, 
um, when Emery puts his draft guide out and there, and he goes like what a hundred guys deep at running back or something. <laughs> right. And, and he, he, and he likes like 70 or 80 of them. Yeah. You know, I'm like, and he believes these guys can play in the NFL and most of them probably can. Yeah. And, and these guys are not all getting jobs. So there are guys yeah. out there. I, I just don't think running back is that hard of a position to fill yeah. in the NFL. No, so, there are at most 60 ish guys that are going to play in a given season. And the, yeah. col- the college ranks puts out at least that many every year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, other guys are going to get a cup of coffee, but you're right. 60 guys are going to do most of the carrying of the football. That's yeah. right. So, okay, let's move on to the next one. Um, and you'll like this one because uh, it always comes up. Uh, <laughs> this season is make or break for Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> False. Um, there's no make or break. Uh, when you when you work this hard for, we just talked about continuity and stability. We've worked this hard for it. Um, you don't go back to your old ways. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Okay, let, we'll just move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's here's a good one. The Browns will surprise the NFL in 2023. Yeah, I think that's probably true to to some extent. Um, I think we 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 have a way of surprising everybody every season, but maybe the surprise will be that that there just aren't as many surprises this year that, that will just will be a, a consistently competitive, well-run organization. You know, that that'll be the surprise in and of itself, right? That <laughs> we're not, yeah. we're not the, the butt of any more jokes. That would, that would be nice. But um, I think I, I, from a wins and losses perspective, um, it's going to be hard to surprise anybody because I think everybody knows what our roster is now. I think people know the talent. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's a couple of ways to look at it. There's just the just the, the straight-out record, and then there's the how the Browns do in the division because yeah. everybody's given the division to the Bengals. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you probably can't argue that. You know, they, they've won it. Um, is it two years in a row or is it more than that? Um, at least, it, yeah. It's at least two years in a row. So, yeah. you know, they, they've done well. Um, and just like we've always said about the Steelers, you know, I mean, um, you know, and, until you until you um, knock somebody out, you know, um, right. they have the bragging rights and they, you know, they have that claim. So, um, right. so to me, the Browns can surprise the NFL either by by winning or, you know, or, or taking the Bengals down to down to that last game, you know, playing for the division or something. Yeah. You know, or or just by having having a good record, whether that's, you know, 10 wins or 11 wins, whatever that might be. Yeah. Yeah. I think if if the Browns can play the Bengals in week 1 the way they have the last several times and figure out how to win that game, and then go into Pittsburgh the following week on Monday night and and beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh, which is something that we've not been able to do ever. Um, that would be a huge surprise, and the Browns would probably be the talk of the league. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I, especially, um, especially if Deshaun Watson started off playing pretty well. Right. I don't well, think he has that, to light it up. That's what's going to have to happen for, yeah, for those for those two games to be wins. Is yeah, he's going to have to come out and be at least a, a some reasonable facsimile of of the old Deshaun Watson of you know three seasons ago. Yeah, which leads us into the next uh, true or false question. Believe it or not, I, I I wrote these ahead of time, but I did not foresee how the conversation would go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Deshaun Watson will bounce back and play like a top five quarterback. He better. Yeah, I'll I'll say that's true. True. He better because if he doesn't, I don't want to think about the alternative. <laughs> You've heard me say that a lot. Yeah, I mean top top five is um, top five is saying something. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I think you know the. That's what we need to have happen. The question is, is at what point in the season does it happen? I mean, it's unrealistic right. to expect it to happen in the first few weeks. I think probably sometime after the bye, though, we want to start seeing that level of play from him. And then hopefully he's yeah. you know, hitting on all cylinders when it comes to, you know, the end of December and, and hopefully a playoff game. Yeah, I, I can't remember where it was, Jeff. It was on it was on a website. I was looking through some things. It wasn't even today. It was it was a few days ago, and I came across the poll as to who the best quarterback in the division was. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I just well, I mean, I clicked on Joe Burrow because he's the best. He's 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 been the best. Okay, until he gets unseated, yeah. that's the case. So I clicked on Joe Burrow. Um, yeah. Joe Burrow was ranked first. Um, I think, uh, Lamar was second. And then, um, the guy with small hands in Pittsburgh was ranked third. Um, <laughs> and then, and Deshaun Watson was fourth Yeah. in this poll. So I'm like, who, who is, uh, who's voting in this poll? Um, wow. so my question is, do you feel like, that can change in one season and you know by the middle or the end of the season do you think people will be looking totally differently and say hey you know the afc north has two really good quarterbacks and they play in in cleveland and cincinnati yeah well look let's be fair you you can't have it both ways you can't say that that you know deshaun watson is what he was you know the last six games of last year and and throw out, you know, what he did before that. Um, and at the same time say, well, you know, David Njoku is what he did last year and throw out the five seasons before that. Right. So right. I think the 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 fair way to to look at this is Deshaun Watson has a history. And then there are some mitigating circumstances that, you know, caused him to, to have, you know, an off season last year. Um, you know, we, we had this argument with, with our last starting quarterback every year, you know, which guy is he? Right. Right. And I I think it's, we we know pretty well who Deshaun Watson is. It's a matter of him getting comfortable in a system and Mm -hmm. comfortable with teammates. Right. Um, and I think he gets back to being that look, he's, he's 27, right? I mean, he's not like he's, 
35 right. and has tons of miles on the odometer. He's pretty low mileage still, really, mm-hmm. considering he hasn't played much in the last couple seasons. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's fair to rank them that way if all you're looking at is what they did last year. Okay, because yeah, I, I don't know how you can do that, but yeah, yeah because I, I, Kenny Pickett won more games, right? So, <laughs> okay, all right, he won more games. Um, and yeah. but how much of that is is organizational versus individual? He's he's certainly not going to put a team on his back and, no. and carry them the way Ben did. I, I think we know this. And, and comparing Deshaun Watson and Kenny Pickett is is just laughable. Yeah, we know I, this. It's yeah. going to change this season. We're going we're going to see who Deshaun Watson back. I mean, Deshaun Watson is still a guy who threw for almost five thousand yards his last full season in the NFL. Right. So I have a real hard time believing he's going to come out and struggle for a full seventeen game season uh, this year. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, so yeah, um, we're down to one more question, Jeff, uh, one more true or false. Um, the Browns defense will be a top five defense by the end of the season. Uh, I'm going to say false. Um, I wish it would be true. Um, I just think that, um, and from a talent standpoint, there's no reason that it shouldn't be. But top five defenses are, there's more that goes into that than just personnel. Um, mm-hmm. And and I, I don't think our defense is going to be able to, to, to statistically do that in their first year together. I think there's going to be glimpses of that. You know, we're, we're going to see, we're going to see pressure from, from places we've never seen it before. We're going to see more man coverage. Um, I think we're going to see more um, takeaways out of this defense than what we've seen in the past, just by its very nature. It's going to be a more risk reward type of a defense than what we're used to seeing, which was, you know, very vanilla and low risk. Um, but you know, when you play risk reward, you tend to get beat a bit too. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think that component is what's going to keep it from being a top five defense. I think it's going to be a fun defense to watch. I think it's going to, you know, they're going to be able to keep us in games at points, but it's probably going to take a couple or, or more seasons to fit these pieces together and have them play at a top five defense level. So, the defense isn't going to carry us to the playoffs this year. Um, Deshaun Watson has to carry us to the playoffs this year. Okay, I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to disagree, um, just because I have a lot of faith in the the DBs on this team and yeah. how good they oh. are. So um, I don't know how how fast. The defense will come together. I think it'll be relatively quickly because of the veterans on the defense. Um, And I think the defense is going to be just enough different that it's going to be, you know, um, that it's going to be unexpected in some cases, you know, from especially what the teams in the 
in the division have seen. So I think yeah. that'll play the Browns' advantage. But I really like the defensive backs and the additions at safety. Um, I think it's going to help the Browns to stay out of those some of those big plays that they've given up, you know, especially in the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm hopeful. But I understand that top five is is a very lofty goal. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Whether they make top five or not, I think they I think they can be really close to it. So. Yeah, well, but anyways. And, and you know, if, our, if we've got an offense that can consistently put up 25 to 30 points, we don't have to have a top five defense. No, we just no, have to have a good don't. defense. They don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. No, and honestly, I'll be happy if they're if they're um, anywhere close to top 10. You know, yeah. If they're around top 10, um, this this uh, offense should do very well, and the uh, Browns should win a lot of games. Right. That should, that should be enough. So yeah, and, so, yeah. and you know what? If if you have a top 10 defense and you have a top five quarterback and you score 30 points a game. Um, it's ridiculous to think that your head coach would be on the hot seat at any point. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. And you have the best running back in football. Well, Period. That's given. <laughs> we hadn't <laughs> talked about Nick Chubb yet. We got to throw him in. So right. there you go. all right. All right, there he is. All right, Jeff, any closing thoughts tonight? No, man, I'm just um, looking forward to the start of training camp and start, you know, figuring out who the first 53 is going to be and see these guys go to work. Um, it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to get things rolling, uh, ready, to, ready to get some things to talk about. <laughs> right. Real things to talk about. Can you imagine actually talking about games on the show? It's going to be fun. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been the Browns Blitz. We thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Yeah.